0: And welcome back to another edition of Champs Corner, the Alabama podcast. I'm Drew Champlin. Uh, we're going we're to be talking about some Alabama football commitments The Crimson Tide. I've gotten two of them since we last talked, and a couple of big Alabama basketball commitments. Coach Avery Johnson landing a couple of wing players, but I was finally able to track down my co-host, Mark Jennings, and, uh, and get him on the podcast. I know he's been busy. Uh, Mark, uh, where are you at these days?
1: Well, Drew, I'm in, I'm in the Uber right now on my way to to see some prospects up in the – I can't tell you where I'm going, but I'm going up in the northeast to see some prospects, see some uh, some workouts and do some uh, great guys and run them through some drills and see how they perform and uh, get them ready for the cruising season. Drew, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. How come you can't say where you're going?
1: Well, I, I just don't want – you know, the kids don't know. Some of the kids that I'm, I'm, I'm working – Listen to the podcast, and I don't want them to know I'm coming and working with them. I've been doing it as a favor to their coaches, uh, try to get the, their names out to all these, uh, big time college programs. And I'm, I'm just going to, it's a surprise to them, and I'm just going to leave it at that.
0: All right. Or uh, do you have a good Uber driver this time? I know you've had some mixed results in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uber driver's pretty good. He's not saying much. He's, you know, he's letting me listen to whatever I want to on the radio. Obviously, it's off now because. I'm recording the podcast with you but his name's Mitchell. He's doing pretty good so far. Seems like a nice guy. I think he's excited about the big fare he's about to get. Drives me all the way up there. I guess it's what like eight thousand miles or something. I don't know. But it's a long way up there and uh Mitchell's good. He's good.
0: All right, I hope uh hope he's got hope he hope he's letting you use your or I hope he's got a cell phone charger for you to use.
1: Yeah, I got the whole setup, I got the laptop charger, I got the phone charger, I got everything, everything's going good. He's letting me have uh uh, a monopoly on on all the electrical outlets in the vehicle.
0: Good deal. Well, hey, just to let everybody know, you can subscribe to the Champs Corner featuring Mark Jennings' podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher if you don't have an iTunes account. And this is also being recorded on SoundCloud. So there's three good ways for you guys to listen, either on your phone or on your computer. Let's talk about a couple of Alabama football commits, and one is from the Northeast, and that is John Mechie. Six foot, 188 pound receiver out of New Jersey. And Mark, you're pretty familiar with this guy, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I am. There. I first saw him when I went to go uh, scout Mika Fitzpatrick a few years ago. I think John he was in, in the seventh or eighth grade then. But when I saw him, I immediately knew he was going to be a, a big time college prospect. And that's what's to me. He's a great player. I, I like him a lot. He's a, he's a slasher. He's six foot, as you said, 190 pounds. Uh, you know, this is this another one of the long lines. New Jersey puts out some great football players. It's really an underrated state in terms of talent. You know, talent we always talk about Florida and Georgia and California and all the other states in the South. Well, New Jersey's got, per, per capita, they got to be up there in terms of great football players. John Mitchie's another one. Uh, and when you watch him play as a wide receiver, as skilled as he is, the way he runs routes, and he's, he's a real tough, even though he's only six feet tall hundred and ninety pounds he likes to he likes the hit he doesn't mind being hit uh he's not afraid to go catch passes over the middle he's always really what you're looking for is that that tough uh gritty college football player. I like him a lot when I watch him play he reminds me of another guy of the state of new jersey uh similar size uh went on and believe had a I i believe he played in the, uh division one AA football i believe uh maybe he is very low division one a I don't remember, but he went on to have a very successful pro career. A guy by the name of Wayne Corbett. you remember Wayne Corbett, Drew?
0: Yeah, is it the Wayne Corbett who went to Hostra in the early 90s, or am I thinking of somebody else?
1: Well, that's him. You're right, Drew. It was uh, uh, SC, uh Division One AA, or I think it's SCF now. I'm not sure. I get my abbreviations mixed up. But yeah, Wayne Corbett was a fantastic high school football player. You know, I told everybody up in the in the northeast, these northeastern schools, you know, the Penn States and the Michigans, they should be going after Wayne Corbett because he's going to be a fantastic uh, professional football player one day, and he'd be a great college player. Nobody listened, and, and you know, went to Hofstra, continued to develop his skills, and had a long career in the NFL. John Metschey has the opportunity to do the exact same thing. Now, going to Alabama, of course, is going to have a lot more opportunities to be in the spotlight than Wayne Corbett did, but uh, John Metschey, when I watch him on film here, mom's me a lot of Wayne Corbett.
0: Yeah, John Mitchie announced commitment to Alabama on, uh, it was June, uh, July 6th, so it was a couple of days after uh, after July 4th, obviously. He picked Alabama over Penn State, a big pickup uh, for the Crimson Tide coaching staff, and you know, Alabama right now sitting at 20, committed in the 2019 class, ranked number one nationally. Just a lot of talent. And, and John Mechie and the guy we're fixing to talk about, these are two of the lower rated, and they're both four-star recruits. So there's a lot of talent when you look at this class. uh Pierce Quick out of Hewitt Trussell, he's a, he's a five-star recruit, ranked number 31 nationally by the 24-7 sports composite. Another commitment later that night, uh, Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end out of the Phillips Academy in Chicago, Illinois. And, Mark, what can you tell us about Jaleel Billingsley?
1: Yeah, he's a big-time tight end, 6'5", 230. Uh, I wonder about his competition, high school song, but he's he's all the skills to succeed at the college level. You know, subscription sites have him ranked in the top ten nationally as tight ends. I think that's about right. I might have him in the top five. I think he's a little better than that. But uh, he's, he's a great player. He reminds me a lot of a guy who came out of junior college very recently, I think last year or two years ago, out uh, of Arizona Western Junior College. Uh, I guess that's around the Phoenix area or something. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to Arizona. But a guy by the name of Dominic Wood Anderson. you remember Dominic Wood Anderson, Drew?
0: Uh, yeah, I think if I remember correctly, he had told Alabama and several other coaching staffs he was going to commit to them, and then he signed with Tennessee. Is that the same the same Dominic Wood-Anderson, or is there another one I'm not as familiar with?
1: No, this is the same Dominic Wood-Anderson. That's a good memory, Drew. Uh, you know, he did tell Alabama coaches he was coming, but but him and Jalil Billingsley are very similar types of players. Jaleel Billingsley uh, is a guy who I think you can trust a little bit more. He sticks to his word, or he's more likely to stick to his word. Uh, he's going to stiff his album a of, But you know, he's down to Alabama and Florida. And, uh, from what I'm hearing from his people, he had some, uh, concerns about playing for Coach Mullen, uh, about his religion is a little weird apparently. I don't know. I don't get into all that. But he had some concerns about playing for Coach Mullen over at Florida and he decided to go to Alabama. And that's a great pickup for Alabama. This guy's going to be able to go on and, and day one be a contributor on the field.
0: Yeah, two big pickups for Alabama. Number one recruiting class right now, and they're in on many top prospects. As we as we get into the fall football season. Yeah, just to you know, be
1: clear, Drew, I, I I wasn't very clear. I'm sorry. I just want to say that when you're when you're talking about Jewel Billingsley, you know some guys get tight ends that are run blockers. You get some guys that are pass catchers. This guy's a pass catcher. He's got great hands. He can really stretch the field vertically. He's gonna have to put some weight on. Uh, but he can do that in the offseason and uh, come in ready to play. So uh, I think this is a great pickup for uh, over the next year. I think it's a great pickup for Alabama, Julia Billingsley. I'm sorry, you're right, I did mean to interrupt. I just want to make sure our listeners have all the information they need. Go ahead.
0: Oh, no, that's my fault. I was going a little bit too fast, I think. I appreciate you, uh, you know, stepping in there and giving the, the best insight on the market here. But, you know, if, if we want to, let's switch some gears to basketball. It's been a pretty, uh, pretty big last couple of weeks for Avery Johnson. And, uh, you know, he got a couple commitments, one on July 4th, one on July 13th, so past couple weeks. And actually these two four-star recruits have Alabama as the number eight national recruiting class, and there's still a couple more spots they have. So 2019 looks like a big class for Avery Johnson. The first one on July 4th, that was Deontay Smith out of Fort Walton Beach, Florida, Choctaw Hatchie senior high. He about 6'6", 195 pounds, a wing player. He was a three-star recruit when he committed, and next thing you know, Maybe the Bama bump applies in basketball as well. Now he's a four-star, ranked number one fifteen nationally. But uh, Mark, what, what do you see out of uh, Deontay Smith? Is he, you know, is he, is he still kind of a raw guy, or do you think he's a, a pretty good athlete? He's
1: he's he's pretty raw when it comes to skills, but he's a freak athlete. You know, a guy could jump out of the gym about six seven six eight. He's only about 200 pounds right now, actually probably a little less, maybe 190, 195. He's going to have to put on some weight to be able to bang down low in the SEC. So he'll have to do that, get getting get the weight program and get that done. Um, I, You know, when you watch him play, he jumps out of the gym, but he's not a very good shooter, to be real honest with you. He, he has poor form. I wish I could get there and talk to him and teach him how to be a little more fluid with the shot. You know, watch him shoot free throws, his, his, his knees don't bend right. I can't explain how that works. But his knees don't bend right, and then his whole body's out of motion. It's not very fluid. You know, you watch these guys in the NBA, you know, they're very fluid with their shot. You know, Deontay Smith, like, he's just it's very mechanical. You know, one part's moving, another part's moving. It, it doesn't look very good. He's a poor free throw shooter uh it, obviously not much of an outside threat but a guy can get put some weight on it bang down low go down don't get rebounds for you uh deontay smith's a guy you're looking for well, a lot to play reminds me a lot of a guy called back california could also jump out of the gym i believe he went and played professional basketball for a while i'm not sure if he's still doing that maybe overseas a guy by the name of chase Budinger. you're a chase Budinger, drew
0: yeah, uh, I think he played at Arizona, and he may be uh, dabbing in some professional beach volleyball now.
1: They have professional beach volleyball.
0: Yeah, they sure do. I think it's from, uh, just men. He, yeah, he might maybe he'll be in the Olympics one of these days. Big jump out of the gym type guy, but really wasn't much of a shooter, if I can remember right about Chase. Yeah, from I, remember
1: played, I remember him being a volleyball player back in high school. I didn't know, but I, congratulations to him. I guess. I, I didn't know that beach
0: volleyball was, was a, for men, was a sport. Yeah. i have to
1: look into that. It might get into some beach volleyball recruiting.
0: Yeah, we, uh, maybe, maybe we can dive into that on the next podcast or something, but Chase Budinger spent a few years in the in the NBA, actually, had about an 8-8 eight, eight seasons, it looks like. He was never really more than a role player, but you know, probably made some decent money, and uh, now he's playing beach volleyball, so, uh, good for chase Budinger, and uh maybe maybe deontay smith can can give alabama what chase Budinger gave arkansas or gave arizona back in the day if he can if he can get a little get a little bit better at his shooting so uh deontay smith was the first commitment and then the second one was Jawan gary and this was pretty big he may be the top prospect out of south carolina he's another wing player about 6'6 200 looks like he's a little bit thicker than south carolina and uh you know, I think a lot of people are a little bit thicker excuse me than Deontay Smith, but it looks like a lot of people out of South Carolina weren't real happy when Juwan Gary commits to Alabama over uh South Carolina the home state South Carolina. So what 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 do we know about Jo Ju- uh, Gary?
1: Yeah, this is a this is a big pickup, Drew. We're talking about a guy who can really shoot the ball. Uh he's a, he's, he's not a shooting guard by any means. He can play that. He's six, six, two hundred pounds. Uh he's a guy who can really do it all. Uh, by the time he's a sophomore, I expect him to average about 20 points a game,
0: uh,
1: and, and I, I think this is a great pickup for Alabama. Frankly, um, they, they wish Alabama wishes he could come in a little earlier, but that's not possible. But um, you know, some, some subscription sites, the crystal all started coming in last week uh, about how he was going to Alabama. Frankly, I think people in the know, myself included, knew this about a month ago that he was going to go to Alabama. Uh, he's gonna leave the state of South Carolina, and then so people people knew that this was coming uh, in the know. So everybody's acting all surprised. You know, I heard about some rumors or whatever uh, that I'm not h- privy to uh, about some people saying some stuff. But people in know knew that Juwan Gary is going to Alabama for the last month or so. Fantastic play, a great pickup for Avery Johnson and his staff.
0: When you look at Juwan Gary and how he plays, does he remind you of anybody in particular? He
1: really does, Drew. I'm glad you asked me that. Mobsy's another shooting guard, uh, six, uh, 200 pounds, uh, plays professionally. I believe he's with the, uh, with the Los Angeles Clippers right now. I'm not sure. Uh, last I checked he was. Uh, guy, guy, fantastic guy. can fill, fill it up. I, I believe he played the Final Four. Uh, I'm not totally sure about that, but a guy by the name of Sedarius Thornwell. Do you remember Darius Thornwell, Drew?
0: Yeah, I believe he's another elite guy who came out of South Carolina. that's if that's the Cindarius Thornwell I'm thinking of,
1: yeah, Cindarius Thornwell. I believe out of Lancaster, South of Carolina, went to Oak Hill Academy, which is you know a factory for great basketball players. He went there, honed his skills at uh, at Oak Hill, went on to South Carolina, now is a, a successful professional basketball player. I believe when you watch Jawan Gary play. It, it's a spitting image of Sidarius Thornwell and, and, and the things he could do on the court, uh, compare very favorably. And I expect Juwan Gary to have the same type of career that Sidarius Thornwell had in college and going on in the NBA.
0: Yeah, Thornwell is a tremendous SEC basketball player. Actually played all four years at South Carolina for Coach Frank Martin. So, uh, But Coach Frank Martin was not able to get this elite prospect in Juwan Gary to stay home. And Alabama's going to probably have a few more spots left, and I'm wondering, Mark, do you think uh, can they get Kyra Lewis, the five-star guard, out of Hazel Green? He's a little bit smaller, about six-two, one-sixty, but man, he's a tremendous, tremendous lead guard.
1: Yeah, I think, I think Alabama can get him. I think they will, to be honest with you. I, I'm pretty confident. I'm, you know i i'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure he's going to go to Alabama Drew and to be honest with you. I think he'd get there before August two thousand and nineteen. He could possibly enroll enroll early I saw I can't say any more about that, but that's a possibility um and you know, I have a comparison in mind for for Kyra Lewis, but I'm going to wait until he commits to uh to let that out for everybody.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. That should be a pretty good one. Hey, we uh, we should get to some questions. We have a few of them from our listeners since it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded a podcast. Mark, why don't you tell everybody how they can find you on Twitter or through email?
1: Well, you know I love doing the podcast, Drew, and, and we get some great questions. I'm sure we have some great questions this week, uh, as we always do. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, my Twitter is at MarkJennings55. That's one word. At Mark 5555. You can find me there. I also have an email. To be honest, with you, I lost my email password, so I haven't been able to check it in the past week or so. Uh, but once I find it and get that fixed up and talk to the people I need to to get my, my password back, uh, I'll, I'll be checking my email again. But you can email me at Mark Breaksdown aol at AOL.com. It's one word, Mark Breaksdown Film at AOL.com. You can email me. You can find me on Twitter uh, either one of those places is fine. And we get great questions from you guys. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you can support us by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes chance corner featuring Mark Jennings. We do have some, uh, posts for Patreon subscribers, patria. com slash Mark Jennings five, five shout out Mark T for being our first Patreon subscriber. Shout out Michael C for subscribing for just a month. Uh, but let's uh let's get to some questions. Tommy Touch is is uh he, email, he tweets he twits at Mark Jennings five five. Who is a better prospect running back prospect? Zamir White or Trey Sanders? And Zamir White's the uh five star freshman at Georgia. He's he's at Georgia right now, and then Trey Sanders is the top running back in this year's recruiting class.
1: Well, I think they're pretty similar players. You know, Zemir White's coming off the injury towards ACL, I think it was late last year, this spring, I don't remember. Uh I think when Zamir White is healthy, uh I think Zamir White's a little better, but it's not by much. It's real quick. It's a photo finish, as they say. Uh I think anybody'd be glad to have either player on their team. You could get a lot of first downs and, and put the ball in the end zone a whole bunch of either of those guys. Uh I'm worried about Zamir White's ability to come back a little bit. Um uh, because ACL tears even in two thousand eighteen. Now this season, the the medical advances we've made with the ACL tears, even in the past decade, are pretty phenomenal and guys are coming back earlier and earlier. Uh but even with that I, I you worry about an ACL tear on a running back on the cuts uh running back has to make. That's a bit concerning. Uh but when healthy I think Zamir White a little better.
0: Okay. Hey, somebody on the uh subscription sites said that they were listening to our podcast. And they said that you said Clay Webb, the five-star offensive lineman. Well, good. Lineman, I think
1: they it. learned something.
0: Yeah, no, no kidding. They said that you said he was going to go to Georgia, but I don't recall you ever saying that.
1: Who Who said that?
0: I think it was just some he Internet message board. I
1: said he'd go to Georgia.
0: Yeah, it was just some Internet message board poster, I believe. I, I don't have a yeah, screen did name. He,
1: did, I thought he could be a she. Did she, did she give her name? No. That's one of the problems with these internet sites is that you can go on there and not use a real name and play some character and something ridiculous and and just say whatever you want. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of being maligned and 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 my name dragged through the mud on these internet sites by people saying stuff I didn't i never said Clay Webb would go to Georgia. I wish I'd like to know who said that.
0: Yeah, Mark, well, I think I may have something for you. Um Yeah. It was on the uh, internet subscription site Titer Insider, and uh, it was it was okay. So the their subscription
1: site called Tider Insider.
0: Yeah, you pay forty eight bucks and you get to post on the internet $48? for forty eight
1: dollars. Yep. Is that is that like for a decade?
0: <laughs> it's for a year, Mark. Forty eight dollars. I think, you so what, think I think Mister.
1: Do you get like a personal personal concierge service? What forty eight dollars information are you getting?
0: Uh yeah, I think you get a few a few recruiting updates from some of the gurus like uh Reg and and uh and Rod and, and all that. Um yeah, but,
1: they sound really plugged in.
0: Yeah, I think I think so. Rod. Um, yeah. Go ahead, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, so the poster was Mr. Blonde and, and first off, Mr. Blonde, whoever you are, uh thank you for listening to our podcast. Anybody I do said thank you for a,
1: that, Mr. Blonde.
0: Yeah. He said uh Heard Mark Jennings, the, the, the internet post said, heard Mark Jennings on a podcast. I think it was Jennings. My apologies if I'm mistaken. A few weeks ago, he made the following predictions. Clay Webb to Georgia, linebacker N'Kobe Dean to Alabama. I think I do remember you saying N'Kobe Dean, uh, Alabama had a good chance to sign him. But yeah, pretty I sure I don't have Yeah. Uh,
1: I never say Clay Webb would go to Georgia. Is yeah. that blonde with an E or D? D? I'll try to find this person. Uh.
0: One word, M R B L O N D E, and then uh, somebody said L O L, and then he said my reaction as well, L O L. So maybe he wasn't listening to the right podcast.
1: My, my, he might have me confused with somebody else. There's a lot of there's a lot of quote unquote recruiting experts out there, and a lot of them don't know what they're talking about. So it might, so might listen to an imposter.
0: It's very possible, but is Clay Webb going yeah. to Georgia?
1: No, Clay Webb's not going to Georgia. He's going to Alabama. I've never said he's going to Georgia, Drew.
0: Do you think this might be permeated by some uh, other outside influences? It could be people
1: seeing the type of influence I have and trying to bring me down. Absolutely. Somebody trying to sabotage my relationships with the coaches and players. It could be that.
0: It's very possible. But do you think that's coming from inside the state of Alabama or maybe across the border?
1: I've, I've never heard that. I'm more plugged into the Clay Webb situation than anyone. I probably know more than his high school coach does. Clay Webb not, not a Georgia subscription is. site though. No. I don't know. If it came from a Georgia subscription site, you shouldn't believe that. Georgia subscription sites are probably trying to do one of their fundraising drives to try to get some money to keep their bad journalism afloat. They might be doing that. Yeah, you you somebody t- Well, Drew, you sound somebody t- somebody said some bad things. told some lies about me on, on on the internet.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's, that's unfortunate. But hey, thankfully, we have the podcast for you for you to clear the air here.
1: I'm glad we have the podcast, True Drew. I'm fired up now. I'm sorry, Clay Webb's not going to Georgia. What's the next question?
0: All right. So Luke Ferguson emails Mark. Breaks film at al.com. Uh, I guess he Thank did. Thank for week.
1: listening, Luke.
0: I guess he did it before you lost your password. He says, "Mark, hope you are well. Other than Trey Sanders, what other running backs? Is Alabama or Alabama recruiting? Is it likely that any of them will end up in this class?" Thanks, guys. Great podcast.
1: Well, I think with with the commitment of Keelan Robinson and his Trey Sanders are bust right now. I I, I don't even taking another running back other than Trey Sanders but honestly with Trey Sanders I probably put about 85 or 90 percent chance he ends up at Alabama I feel pretty confident about that you know looking at at the running backs uh you know they're telling Trey Sanders he'd be the next star running back at Alabama and a guy like Derrick Henry and Trent Richardson Mark Ingram he could be the next uh in the long line of those so I, I think uh it's going to be Trey Sanders the bus right now for Alabama that
0: sounds about right uh and I think Alabama, you know, they are losing Damian Harris to graduation this year, but I think they should have most everybody back next year, including Najee Harris, uh Brian Robinson, possibly Josh Jacobs as well, who else in eligibility left. But the next question comes from uh C Nort at CK Norton one. He twits at Mark Jennings five five and says, Are there any lunch pail guys on this Bama roster who you think can go pound for pound and give us more than anyone else?
1: Well, thank you, Knort, for your question. I think Knort's emailed us or tweeted at us a couple of times. but uh, so thank you, Knort, for listening and being a loyal listener. Uh, you know, one guy that brings it every day uh, to practice is a guy, you know. You know, I love my, my specialist, Drew, uh, and, and the guy's probably never going to see, see the field. Uh, but he goes and works every day. He's behind one of the premier players at, at the position in the history of football. Uh, and this guy's name, he's a long snapper. His name is Ryan Paris out of James Clemens High School. He's six feet, 235 pounds. Had to come over a pretty hideous injury, uh, uh, earlier in his career. And he's able to come overcome that and really just ha- achieve some great things. And uh, through overcoming those obstacles, he's earned a lot of respect in the locker room and people can really look up to him. And, and I, I, Ryan Paris is just a lunch pail guy. That's a great question, Ken
0: yeah, hey, uh, shout out Ryan Paris for battling. I know Thomas Fletcher, obviously, you're very high on him. And, and uh, it well, looks he's like he's gonna be
1: a long snapper in the history of the sport, Drew. Of course I'm very high on him.
0: Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe Ryan Paris can get on the travel squad this year or something like that. Everybody needs a backup. So you just never know what could happen over the course of a game. So, uh, oh, we got another one from Tommy Touch who sends us great questions week after week. Uh, do you have a prediction on Demarvin Leal? He's the big four-star defensive tackle out of Texas.
1: Yeah, he's going to stay with Texas A&M. He's a great player. I wish he could get him. He'd be another stud in that defensive defensive front. He's going to stay with Texas A&M. You know, a lot of times, especially these Texas guys, uh, subscription sites try to draw up interest, and and and, and it's just not something that's not going to happen. They got to build those funds somehow and raise that raise that capital. Uh, so to get through those summer months. So I, uh, you know, Mark, DeMarvin Marvin Leal is a great player. Uh, he's going to play in the NFL one day, but but he's going to stick with Texas saying it.
0: Absolutely. Hey, uh, we got a question from Paul T. Graham. We hear from Paul a good bit, and and uh, Paul actually wants Mark to read the question. So Mark, I sent it over to you. If you need Hold to on, wait a second, me,
1: you send it over to me. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Hold on, I see it.
0: He wants you to read Mark,
1: I have, re- I, have, okay. I have recently taken an interest in Navy football. It's a great program. And wondered about your opinion of Coach Ken Nyamatalo N- and whether his style of play could be successful in another conference or at a particular school. Well, you know, Coach Nyamatalo is is the guy, you know, he runs that triple option. You see this at the service academy. The Georgia Tech runs it too. And the reason is because they don't get the best athletes, and so you kind of have to run the triple option. You know, I believe it was a few years ago, Bobby. I mean, Bobby Ross maybe was in the Army and tried to run the spread or something. It didn't. It was a, it was a disaster they just don't have the athletes to run it. When you're, when you're on an athletic disadvantage week in week out, you have to run the triple option because it's something teams aren't used to, and it's real difficult to defend if you're not used to it. Uh, so I, though so I'm not totally sure that could be, that could be replicated at a higher level at sustained success. You know, you're, you're not going to win a lot of national championships the year 2018 running the triple ops, and, and so if he went to somewhere in the MAC maybe or another mid-conference team, I think it might be able to be successful. BYU maybe. Uh, I, I believe he is Mormon, but uh I, I, I don't ha- I see, a, it's going to be real difficult to replicate that time of success the triple option going up against those superior athletes every week. You know, you, you look at places like Georgia Tech and what they're doing there. You know, Georgia Tech has some pretty strict academic requirements. Like, you can't play an athlete, be an athlete and play there unless you can get into the school. So, uh, it's, 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 it, They're just, as an athletic event, I think it's good for those schools. It's just you're not going to win a lot of conference championships with that type of offense. That's a great question, Paul. Thank you for your your question, and congratulations on your interest in Navy football.
0: Yeah, big time for uh, for Paul T. Graham here. Wesley Etheridge tweets at Mark Jennings, 55, what are Alabama's chances on signing Trendon Watford on hoops? And this is obviously the five-star out of Mountain Brook. A lot of people thought he was going to for sure go to Alabama, but it seems like Memphis – may have the inside track. Is that correct, Mark?
1: Yeah, I think that's correct. Trenton Wofford, I think, is a guy who, who, at this point in his recruitment, is looking to go out of state. we got a long ways to go. I don't think he's even completely sure what he wants yet. But, you know, when Coach Hardaway comes in and recruits you, you know, you're looking at Coach Hardaway versus Coach Avery Johnson. Anthony Hardaway was a was a better player in the NBA and, and you know, had bigger endorsement deals and and, and per year, Made more money than Avery Johnson. If Avery Johnson played longer; he didn't have injuries, so I don't know what their career earnings are. But I think Trenton Walford. Drew. <laughs> I got the cough again. Walford uh, uh, is really leaning toward playing for Coach Hardaway at Memphis. Uh, you know these guys; they want to play for the, who the best professional players were, and Coach Hardaway is a look better than, than Coach Avery Johnson. So, so I think that's where he's leaning right now. But it's a long way to go. I, at this point, I'd say Alabama's chances are, I, I don't know, 25%, 30% maybe. I'd put it at that range. It's not out of the question, but if signing day were today, I don't think he signed with Alabama.
0: All right. Still some time to make up for Coach Avery Johnson. We'll see what happens. Bama or nothing. We just got a couple questions left. Bama or nothing tweets, should Alabama be concerned with a linebacker depth on its roster? And this comes after them uh, kicking off And Darius Cowan after he got into a bar fight. And, uh, I guess a bar fight. He punched a guy in a bar. Uh, there wasn't a bar fight other than that. Uh, it was completely on, on talent there. And, uh, then Terrell Lewis, the star, you know, he projected top 15 pick in next year's NFL draft. He tears his ACL in a workout. So probably looking like he won't be back this year, but you never know. Uh, what, but, uh, should Alabama be concerned with what, what's left?
1: Well, you yeah, have any coach in the country if they're concerned about their depth, and no matter what the position is, they're gonna say yes. You know, every coach wishes they had an infinite supply of players to to, to go to in crunch time, but that's just not the case. So uh should they be concerned? Maybe a little bit, but they had problems last year and still won the national championship. You look at the team this year, you know, Cowan's off, I think you said this. Uh Terrell Lewis is hurt, Ben Davis is really underwhelmed uh since he's gotten there, had to be able to see the field the first two years. That's not good uh you know, Mac Wilson, Dylan Moses, they'll be stars. Christian Miller will be pretty good. Uh Markel Benton, he's kind of slow. He's having problems adjusting the speed of the game. Uh, You know, other guys, you know, James Moses, Keith Holcomb, they're not going to be guys, you know, they're not going to be first-team All-SEC guys by any means. They're fine players, but they're not really out on the caliber players. So, yeah, I think they should be concerned with their depth. You know, how long uh, Terrell Lewis is out, we don't know. But, a, I, I, yeah, I think linebacker death is that little bit because he certainly couldn't have another injury, or, and you might be looking to move guys around, maybe just take you down and play different types of defenses. But those aren't the types of defenses that Coach Staven wants to run. So, yeah, I think I depth, the linebacker death is a bit of concern at this point.
0: All right, Mark, I do have one question I'd like to ask you myself, and I'm wondering –
1: Well, I don't think you've ever asked a question. I mean, in I just... the question portion, and you ask questions all the time, but not yeah. little... what is your question, Dirk?
0: Well I don't I'm not tweeting this at Mark Jennings 55 uh but uh you know obviously Phil Savage has stepped away from his uh position as the Alabama football color announcer and I think a lot of people on Twitter even suggested that you would be a good fit for it but what are you hearing about this uh, any of your uh former uh maybe former players that you are are you hearing anything uh well, first, maybe of guys I
1: appreciate I appreciate the support uh, for the color analyst job, you know, I'm, I'm very busy on Saturdays breaking down film like the high school game for the night before. So I won't, I'm not able to do that. But I do thank you for the support. Um, who do I think it will be? Is that the question?
0: Yeah. Are you hearing anything maybe who's interested in who it's not going to be? Or, or do you yeah, have You any? know,
1: the, a name that was really in the front running for a while was my good friend Leslie Visser. Uh, she, she's taking her name out of it. She's not going to do it. You know, it's not going to be guys like, you know, Tom Luke, and Bill because they want somebody who knows they're talking about in the booth. Same thing goes with Cole Kubelik. You know, it won't be him either. Uh, I personally hope it's not Jay Barker, because uh, I think I have some concerns about him in the color booth as well. I don't even listen to the game on the radio, so I don't know why I'm concerned. Uh, but, but I don't think he'd be the best fit for Alabama fans. I think a good fit would be somebody maybe like Ron Bergdorf or Van Bodden. I think those would be two excellent choices that I hope gets considered. So I'm rooting for either of those two to get the color analyst job.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who they select as well with uh, with Eli Gold and and uh hopefully Chris Stewart will be back on the sideline as a sideline reporter. The great, excellent play by play voice of the basketball program. Even better guy suffered a stroke uh, earlier this year, but he's he's on the road to recovery. He's he's good. There's been some new stories about him, and uh hopefully we'll hear, we'll hear Chris's voice on the radio before long. But that'll wrap up this week's edition of Champs Corner featuring Mark Jennings. Find us on uh, iTunes, on Stitcher, you know, give us a five-star rating, subscribe to us, download some podcasts, and, um, you know, we'll be back as often as we can just to talk about the latest in recruiting and Alabama athletics. We always really appreciate the great questions we get and the, and the great interactions we get on social media. So, Mark, thanks again for joining us this week.
1: Drew, as always, it's a pleasure. I think you're about to pull in. I think Mitchell needs to take a... Uh, take a little break and some drink. so i think we'll pull in there and continue to drive so as always i love being on your show drew thanks for having me on i look forward to doing this again hopefully real soon
0: all right we are done here guys thank you so much for listening